generation of wrestling podcasts. You are not rocking with the God. What's really good? And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly the 28-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka King Two Code in the building, brother. What's going on? Man, nothing much, man. You know how we do, man. Another special day today, man. We you know we got a we got a, a, a impact ring of honor legend to talk to today. Well, speaking of, you already said, best known for his work in, you know, TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, former tag team champion, former X Division champion, but Saturday, January 8th in Dallas, Texas, he goes one-on-one with Ring of Honor world champion Jonathan Gresham in the first ever uh, title defense of Ring of Honor on the Impact Wrestling show. But before we get to that, man, let's talk about what led up to it. But before we even do that, Chris, how are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I want to say you guys have like way, way better nicknames and gimmicks than I have, man. Jeez. <laughs> it took time to get to them. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Chris, so um, like I said, January 8th, uh, you're going to be facing Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship and Impact, uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, Hard to Kill pay-per-view. But my question to you would be, you know, how did we get here? You know, how did your initial run in TNA at the time come about? And then following that, how did you get involved with Ring of Honor? Well, I'll tell you, the way I got there was it was a surprise. I, I didn't know the match was happening. And when they announced the match online, that was actually the first time uh, I knew that it was happening. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, there wasn't much like, you know, build up. It was quite a surprise when, when I found out. So um, it, what was the second part? Uh, how, how did your initial run at TNA come about? Uh, like back in the day in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, I, I started at a wrestling school in, uh, just outside Detroit, Michigan, uh, the NWA Great Lakes Pro Wrestling School. And the, the school was experiencing some issues, didn't have a place to put a ring and all that stuff. So, uh, there's a guy, amazing Nate Matson. um, he was training at that school. He brought me over to the Can-Am Wrestling School in Windsor, Ontario, right across the bridge from Detroit in Canada. And uh, that's where I met Scott DeMore at the Border City Wrestling School. So uh, Scott saw that I had talent and he was working with Jeff Jarrett, I think was some World Wrestling All-Star stuff at the time. Um, and he just knew Jeff Jarrett generally uh, already. And uh, he ended up giving, um, well, he ended up booking me in a match against Sabu on one of his Border City Wrestling shows. And then he ended up showing that match that I had with Sabu to Jeff Jarrett, who gave me the opportunity in 2003 to go down. It was uh, April of 2003 and uh, go down and ha- have a tryout, I guess. And uh, they ended up liking me enough. And, you know, I, I ended up being there for 11 years before I left the first time, but then I've been back. So yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Chris, Too with cool. the, with the, with the forbidding door being kicked down for the past year that we've been able to see a lot of wrestlers from other companies show up, uh, you know, impact show up in AEW. Uh, what is it for you to see a guy like Kenny Omega be an impact champion, triple A champion, AEW champion. And for now, someone for you to be challenging the ROH championship at an impact show. What has the forbidden door being kicked down has meant to you as far as someone who's been in this business so long? 
Uh, it's been very cool to see, honestly, just companies working together, exchanging talent, um, right. not not trying to like uh, trying to work together to make the wrestling business better as a whole, as opposed to trying right. to put your competition out of business so you can do better. Um, right. Ultimately, with the Forbidden Door, it's about the talent, you know, like it's it's giving people more work. It's uh, providing matches for the fans that they wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Uh, and it's like, you know, it's great to see people succeed, um, especially when they're good people like Kenny Omega, um, seeing win all those belts and just go on that amazing epic run. That was really cool to see. And uh, like, I think that probably played a big role in opening the door for more companies to work with Impact Wrestling. So uh, hopefully it continues long into the future because I really enjoy the Forbidden Door stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Sp- speaking, of, speaking of Impact Wrestling, what do you think is, what has it been about Impact that you think has kept you guys irrelevant for so long? You know, you guys have ebbs and flows, but I feel like right now, Impact especially is really, you know, starting to bubble back up and really come back up and really keep fans' attention now. And you guys have some awesome talent there. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned earlier was that you were a former X Division champion. And to me, uh, at the time, you know, you had the six side of the ring, the X Division championship still, uh, and the knockouts. I feel like the X Division and the knockouts, the way the women were presented, was something that always kind of kept impact in the fold because you guys were pushing even then what companies are just now really starting to kind of focus on, which is the smaller talent and the female talent. So, with that, you know, uh, how much of a come up do you say impact has had? Uh, even during the pandemic, because you've seen a lot of companies really, really kind of reemerge after the whole COVID-19 thing first started till now. Yeah, I think that uh, Impact, even though it's the same company, Impact in the form of TNA, which is what it was called back in the day, I think that Mm -hmm. they solidified their legacy in in pro wrestling history. There's no doubt about it. Just the, the talent that has come through uh, TNA throughout the years, you know, if you see a lot of the the top talent in WWE at one point, uh, a lot of them were in t- uh, TNA, you know, like that, the yeah. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, all those guys. Uh, but um, I, I really commend them and how they ran the company through the pandemic. Um, you know, they didn't, uh, no one got released. They continued with business. I mean, Things were tough, but they did the best yeah. they could, and um, right. I, I was I have a lot of respect for ever for Impact Wrestling and everyone that works there as a whole for how everyone handled the pandemic, and uh, it's just it's a company I'm proud to work for, and it, you know people want to see Impact Wrestling succeed, and I think that's the biggest thing about Impact. You know, it's been around a long yeah. time, and we've had yeah. our ups and downs, but but just like there's always going to be people that want to see that company succeed, including myself. And, you know, if I Absolutely. spend my entire career at Impact Wrestling, then, you know, I, I would not think my career was a failure at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and one more, and I'm uh, passing my partner. Uh, mm-hmm. Briefly, uh, you know, you and Alex Shelley, you know, you guys were definitely uh, one of my favorite side teams to watch, man. Uh, to me, I feel like you guys really revitalized my love for tag team wrestling because for a while, uh, just in wrestling in general, I kind of felt like tag team wrestling kind of was forgotten about. Uh, just kind of explain, you know, how important was Ali Shelley to your career as well? And what does he think about, you know, your newfound opportunity now uh, going for such a major world singles championship? 
Oh, I mean, he was extremely important in my career. I mean, I worked side by side with the guy as a tag team for years. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's such a good wrestler and so talented that if you, I mean, if you're working side by side with someone like that and you don't learn anything, then, yeah, you know, yeah. you're probably doing things wrong, you know. Uh, so, yeah, of course, of course, he, that he's had a huge influence on my career. And uh, it's, it's been awesome tagging with him throughout the years. And uh, I, I, I don't think either of us would be where we were if it weren't for the Motor City Machine Guns. I think that really just propelled both of our careers to levels that might not have been possible us individually on our own at the time. So, uh, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about impact when you first started out from 2003 to about 2010, I think when you left, uh, and now coming back into the new version of impact, seeing the fresh faces, a lot of the people that weren't there, obviously when you were there, but obviously there's something a little different from the first time to now. How do you how how do you feel about impact now compared yeah, to it's, this? It's it's like uh it I would say it's a little more streamlined now than it than it okay. was back then. A lot of the times back in the day, um I, I wouldn't be able to tell you who was doing what or who was really in charge or who I should go for for certain things and who right. it was kind of like um they kept like the uh, what was going on in the office a little separate from the boys and all that like I mean, maybe, maybe I just needed to ask, maybe I didn't care to like <laughs> seek out that information enough, you know, so maybe it's just okay. me, but yeah, half the time I didn't know, you know, what was going on in the office and all that. But now um, it, it's, it's a sense that like, we know that there's, there's one person ultimately to, to come down to to make the final decision if we right. need it. And that's Scott Demore. Um, and it, it's nice to have that because at least we just have, just having that one person just be like, make a decision, you know, if there's, you know, should we do this? Should we do that? You know, maybe trying to decide between two different things and then just to have someone to step in and be like, all right, let's, you know, you decide, you know, you ultimately you can make the decision. So that that's nice to have. And, and it's just, you know, it's a lot different now than back then, but I think the company is better. And I, I just really hope that uh, I can continue to help make an impact successful. Now that uh, you, as a former Ring of Honor star, uh, what is it? What is it for you to be going for the Ring of Honor Championship? I, I, obviously, it's a special big deal because Impact is going to host this for the very first time. But for you, someone who's been through that company, you've had success there. How is that for you now getting this opportunity? You're a former TNA, uh, you know, World Heavyweight Champion. So how does it feel for you to add this to your, uh, you know, to your to your legacy? Yeah, it's extremely cool. And it's a huge opportunity because the list of people who have held the Impact World Championship and the Ring of Honor World Championship is very small. I think it may be like three or four guys. So right. that would be, uh, uh, you know, quite a notch in my belt for my career and uh, quite a history making moment. So yeah, it's 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 a really big deal. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> speaking of, you know, the Impact, uh, it's not Impact Championship, but the uh, Ring of Honor World Championship, not to put you on the spot, but I got to ask you, Say Saturday, January 8th, Chris Saban becomes your new ROA's world champion. Who is one person? If, if you if you had one defense, who is one person you would love to share the ring with to defend that title against? To defend the Ring of Honor Championship? Someone in impact, or can it be anyone? Like we're talking for anyone. It, 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 it could be anyone. anyone, any gender, any promotion. Um I would like 
because I'm thinking about hype, like what, what kind of match would probably get a lot of hype. So I'm thinking uh-huh. if we uh, had that for forbidden door and maybe had because of his history in impact wrestling and because of his history in ring of honor and the ring of honor world championship, I would say bring Jay lethal over and let Ooh. me and Jay lethal have a one-on-one match for the ring of honor championship in impact wrestling. Cause we both have history and impact. We both have history in ring of honor. I well, just most definitely. In, you know, It'd be a cool Forbidden Door thing because he's working with AEW right now. So, okay, we're, 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 we're speaking of the Forbidden Door. If you could choose one person, you know, just off the record here, if you could choose one person to bring in to face personally, you already said Jay Lethal. Who is one person that's not in Impact right now that you haven't wrestled? You wouldn't mind sharing the ring with? Oh, uh, you know, I think it would be pretty cool to do. Well, actually, I would need three people for this, but I think it'd be cool That's to do fine. one more match of uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Young Bucks one more time. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that. I can see that. Too cold. You're sorry, brother. Uh, man, okay. So let's let's get to the pay-per-view, man. John's yeah. aggressive, man. How how do you when, you, when you look at this guy and you see what he's done and Obviously, you know, you guys, are, I, I believe you guys can tear the house down. What, it, what, what are you looking for? Like, how, how, how pumped are you to be fighting, uh, going up against him? Yeah, I'm super excited. He's such a sound technical wrestler. And uh, I've been been in the ring with him a little bit. It was multi-man right. matches. We've only been in the ring together. We've never had a singles match. But, you know, he's a guy that it's hard to really build a strategy against because he's such a good wrestler and he knows so many counter holds. And he's just, yeah. just an intelligent wrestler overall. So uh, he's the kind of guy that you kind of just have, have to go in there with uh, being very fluid and being like, all right, I'm not going to come up with a solidified game plan. I just got to be ready for anything because that's how Gresham, that's how good he is in the ring. You know, he can do almost anything. So, great quick. Go ahead, Frank Tesman. All right, Chris, Dallas, Texas, Saturday, January. And then, of course, you guys are going to have a live tapping Saturday, January, uh, excuse me, Sunday, January 9th. Now, we talked about your match, but I want to talk about, you know, just a little bit more of the card in general. What is a match aside from your own that you think possibly will steal the show? What is the match you think the fans probably aren't really too sure about, but may, you know, be that that top match outside of yours uh, that fans should get ready to look forward to on Saturday? I think the sleeper match is the knockouts ultimate X match. I think that's going to be something very unique. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know what the fans are expecting going into it. I don't know what to expect going into it, but uh, yeah, I think that could be a sleeper match of the night. Speaking speaking of an ultimate X match, you know, how dangerous of a, of a match type is that I, you know, if you if you had a rated on a scale of one through ten compared to just a normal traditional match, what are your honest thoughts on the Ultimate X match itself? Yeah, it's 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 a lot more dangerous than a regular match for sure. I, I don't know how much more dangerous because even just stepping in the ring, regular matches, you're putting your health on the line, you know, Absolutely. already. With the Ultimate X match throwing in the uh, the climbing and the like traversing yourself across the cables and possibly yeah. dropping, you know, eight, nine, ten feet from the air. Uh, yeah, it, it adds a lot of risk to the match and it's it's dangerous and I don't know. I but you know I'm still here 21 years later, and I've had 17 or 18 Ultimate X matches. So uh, if you go do it with the right mindset, I think you can survive. Who is the who? Who do you look at? Who do you see possibly coming out victory in that match? If you had to, I'm, if you had I'm, to look at it, who you who do you think? Jordan Grace. I'm going with Jordan Grace. Ah. Um, so on the on the Impact Wrestling Twitter, if you if you 
fans want to check it out, they posted a video of uh, her, her coming to me for advice for the Ultimate X match because I've been in more uh-huh. Ultimate X matches than anyone. So there, you Smart know, a little, girl. you know, a little, little video <laughs> on that. So, but because she came asked me for advice, of course, I'm I'm going for Jordan Grace. All right, awesome man. Go All ahead, right. man. I got a question for you. So, as performer wise, not aesthetically, but just you know, as far as taking bumps in the ring. We all thought the six-sided ring was cool, but for you personally, if you had a preference, what would you prefer, six-sided or four-sided? So if I'm just doing a regular wrestling match, I would think a four-sided ring okay. uh, just because, like you said, like yeah, the ring being – it is a harder bump inside the six-sided ring. Maybe it was just the one we had at Impact, but, yeah, the mm-hmm. bump was, was a lot harder. The, the six-sided ring was cool because you can be a little more creative with it, and the ropes were a lot tighter. So I really enjoyed doing springboards off the, the six-sided ring just because the ropes were so tight. I mean, you could just, like, bounce off those ropes like nothing. But at the same time, on the top turnbuckles, it's it's a wider stance. The ropes are wider than the 90-degree angle on a four-sided right. ring. So it's harder to stand up on, on the top rope, too. So they both have positives and negatives. But overall, I think I, I like the traditional four-sided. Has there been any conversation of possibly bringing it back? I, I, I know a lot of some fa- the, the real hardcore fans who appreciated the six-sided ring because it was something different. We never saw a ring like that. And then to see you guys be able to work with inside that ring, was there ever any conversation or, you know, the, hey, maybe we'll do this for a special one-off uh, for maybe an Ultimate X match, you know, or something different, not for this particular pay-per-view, but something down the line? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, if, I'm not sure if there's been any talk about it, but I think that would be really cool. Maybe we're just uh, maybe a, a TNA, um, a TNA throwback show or something like that. Like, you know, call it call it TNA. Have the six sided yeah. ring, bring in some old names or something. Just you know, special for fun or something like that. You know. Awesome. All right, Chris. So January eighth, hard to kill. Tell the people, how can they find you? How can they watch this match? You know, where can they go? All the streaming services. Can you plug it for us? Yeah. So, um, well, for, for me, uh, I have one Twitter account, no other so- social media, at Super Chris Saban. That's where I can be found online. I don't have Instagram, don't have Facebook, don't have Snap or any of that stuff. Just that one Twitter account. Um, okay. Hard to kill. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Uh so it's at the factory in Dallas. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if tickets are available or not. Last I heard that they were almost completely sold out. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're going to want to see that, you're, you're definitely going to want to check for tickets if you were thinking about going. Uh, yeah, it's going to be live on pay-per-view January 8th. Um, you can order there. You can order on Fight TV. Uh, I think it's also available on the Fight Network. Um, I'm possibly the, the, I think, just regular classic pay-per-view. Um, but, you know, there, there's services you can use uh, if you just have access to the Internet, you know, and you don't have the traditional pay-per-view route calling your cable company or ordering it on the TV. As long, all, right. you, as long as blah, all you need is Internet access. So right. everyone has access to watch. Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well, 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 we won't need any Internet because we'll actually be there live, man. So we, I shouldn't say awesome. this, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you to your face, man. We will be rooting for you, man. We're going to cheer Most for you. you. Thank know. you. So Appreciate if that. You, if you hear a couple of loud people in the back, man, just know 99.9. Just, just know it was us. probably us. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks, Definitely guys. want to see you make history, man. Uh, you know, congratulations. Because I, like I said, for, for, 
for us to, I, I'm a little older than him, so I've watched TNA. I've gotten to see you and Shelly and a lot of other people, uh, Sunday, Junt, uh, Styles, Christopher. I've seen you guys all have great matches. So to see you get this type of an opportunity, again, like I say, that that forbidden door, you know, the wrestling guys are smiling on the wrestling fans right now. So we thank you, and, you know, it's going to be awesome to see you. Hopefully, I, I'm going to put it out there, man, that you're going to walk away with this championship, man. So, But thank you for taking the time out with us. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm the 28-year-old piece of gold. He's too cold. And this man right here just may well be your next ROH world champion. Will be. Will be.